0: Netflix recommends the next show to binge. Spotify queues up your favorite songs. And Maps steers you away from traffic to get you home on time. As consumers, we love the ease and personal touch. But when we log in to work, often, it's a whole different world when it comes to user experience. So the question is, how can we make our consumer experience match our experience with enterprise systems? I'm here with Pete Schlamp, EVP of Product and Jeff Gelfuso, Workday's Chief Design Officer. We're going to talk about the trends in this space and how Pete and Jeff are thinking about the next generation of experience in the enterprise and why employee experience matters now more than ever. I'm your host, Josh Christ. Welcome, gentlemen. Pete, experience has been the term du jour for business, but now in our current landscape, it seems like there's particular urgency to make real progress. What have you heard from business leaders?
1: You know, the last year really has impacted businesses in all sorts of expected and unexpected ways. And I think that we're at this inflection point where CIOs and CHROs need to deliver a better experience to their employees. Why? Because the digital workspace is now our workplace. And now, especially when we're in this hybrid work environment where people are at their desks most of the day, they're sitting inside of software and that's where they work. They're working inside of software. And so those folks really need to say, I'm going to make this a great workplace for my employees. And I think another really interesting aspect of this is for a long time, we've talked about bringing a consumer type of experience into the enterprise. And now as employees are sitting there in their home offices or their place inside their home, the line between the consumer experience and the enterprise experience is gone completely. At one moment, they are a consumer. At the next minute, they are an enterprise employee and their expectations are the same. And so as I think about this, and I think about designing and making sure that we are designing a great workplace for the users of Workday software, I think about the fact that I just moved. And I just moved into my new home office. And for the first few days, it was completely messy. And I just couldn't think. I couldn't work fast. It was just taking all of this you know, energy away from me. And as soon as I could get that cleaned up and get everything fixed... I felt productive again. And that's kind of one of the things that we need to do when it comes to designing software is make sure it's clean, everything's in the right place, people can find what they need and they can be efficient at what they're doing. Right. Like getting rid of clutter, lessening that load, that mental
0: load when there's just too much stuff to think about, right? Which that's I exactly think right. is something a lot of people experience in a myriad of ways in the last year and a half. Just yeah, for sure. Understanding load and what that really means yeah, in all different Yeah, think about
2: contexts. the demands that Pete's just sharing some personal experience. But all of us have had these changing demands in many cases, like we're employee, we might be a people leader, we're a spouse or a partner, like we're also now a caregiver and a nanny. And the last thing you want is for your work to be hard.
0: Right. And- Jeff, welcome to Workday, <laughs> our, our first ever chief design officer. Can you share a little bit about your background and why you decided to make the jump from consumer world to the enterprise world?
2: Yeah, I, I've spent, uh, gosh, more of the time, a couple more decades than I care <laughs> to admit, at some great companies like Microsoft and, and Amazon, Facebook. And really the common thread there was that we were designing and building great software for a variety of purposes audiences and doing that at global scale, which is really challenging. And when I got the opportunity to come and join Pete and the team at Workday, I just thought, like, what an incredible way for me to bring my experience from those companies into a place where I can impact over 50 million people every single day and really help to improve their lives, which I really, truly believe you're improving their lives at work. You're improving their lives in general. Right.
0: And then, Pete, when you think about user experience in a business context, what are you solving for? Is it outcome, sentiment, connections, engagement?
1: Well, I think about our customers and I think about what they need to solve. And in the last year, they realized that their most valuable asset in their company was their people. And helping our customers create a better connection with their employees is paramount. And that's different for different types of employees at our customers. Some some of them, it might mean that uh, just getting out of the way of their daily jobs is what they need. That might be the frontline worker that just needs to be able to quickly check in to work and then do their job and get out of the way. For other employees, it could be, say, as a finance employee, it might be working inside of Workday, all day, every day, and making sure that their job is just seamless and effortless. Jeff, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, you know, it's a part of the evolution of Workday. I think one of the things that I was so drawn to, not only with the incredible culture of the company here, but just the deep customer focus that we have and our ability to really solve business problems for them in a way that helps them run their business effectively every single day. That's been great for us for the last 15-ish years. I think our next chapter is building and adding to that customer focus. As we get into understanding those different roles that Pete was talking about, the different types of work that individuals do, you know, our, our audience and that the personas or the people we're designing for has expanded a ton. And so now it's very deep, professionals, and very casual users, executives, frontline workers. And so we need to be much more user-centric and thinking about key tasks that they're trying to do, the jobs to be done, and how to make sure we're designing to make their work effortless.
0: And then what do you think? Is it that user-centricity that the enterprise can learn from consumer? I mean, what does consumer experience have to teach enterprise experience? Yeah,
2: absolutely. I think the complexities of shipping software at scale is the same. If you think about some of those very big consumer companies and and your expectations for them and what they deliver as far as value to is very high. And so at the same level, that shouldn't be any different for an enterprise company, right? Like you should be able to think about and do your work in an intuitive way without it being difficult. Pete and I joke around that we have this kind of mantra. It's like, if you have to have a manual, like we've done something wrong, right? So one of our rallying cries is like no manual required. And to be honest, as we've expanded and we've grown and we've added more and more powerful capabilities, we've gotten a little more complex. And so we really have to focus on making sure that we understand those different user needs, those different tech literacy and skill levels that they have. And if we do it right, hopefully there's no manual required. Hopefully it's very delightful for them to use. But can
0: enterprise tech ever be as intuitive and easy to use as consumer tech? I, I realize this is an uneducated opinion, but just at first blush, in consumer tech or consumer user experience, you tend to be pushing everyone towards a similar place, like engage with this post, you know, order this dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Whereas in enterprise, people have more choice and them having that choice is the key.
2: I think it's a bit of a fallacy. Like, okay. I'm not sure I I believe that it can't be as simple and intuitive just because it's work that you do nine to five. It can be really complex to solve some of these very unique business challenges and And I think anytime you try to do a one-size-fits-all solution, it's not going to work. But at the same side, if you think of having over 3,000 customers, you also don't need 3,000 instances of your software. So there's some common things that we do, some experiences, some of those flows that you talked about that we can really optimize for a large number of individuals. And then we think about the nuances beyond that. And getting a little bit design nerdy here, we have this kind of notion of like progressive reveal and how... I think that the flaw with most enterprise software is we want to present everything to you all the time all that power's at my fingertips. And actually users don't want that. I've been having lots of customer conversations and they're asking us to simplify the experience. And what they want is present what I need to do just right now. And then that leads me to the next thing that I need to do and the next thing. And so we can still have all that power and that complexity, but we hide it behind that ability to do the simple task that leads you to the next one, that leads you to the next one. And I think if we think about that with more of a consumer mindset, we're going to win.
0: I know, Pete, you're a huge advocate and champion for the power of data, machine learning, augmented surfacing, the right insights, or possibly the right task at the right time. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, and I, just to go off what Jeff was saying there, is it possible to present a consumer-like experience in the enterprise? One of the things that I think has held enterprise software back has been the fact that it's not been possible to use data in the same way that a consumer experience uses data. If you're allowed through an end-user license agreement at a consumer site to look at all of the data that is coming off of those interactions, you can do some really interesting things. But in the enterprise, we have a commitment with our customers in terms of using data only in the way that they Want us to use that data and everybody opts in for that. And so, what we have done over the course of the past several years is we've built this infrastructure to be able to protect the privacy of our customers and their employees, but still be able to harness that data to deliver machine learning and artificial intelligence to deliver better experiences. And there's actually been a delay between what was possible in the consumer space and what I believe now is possible in the enterprise space because it was harder <laughs> and we yeah. had to build all that yeah. and our customers had to opt in and agree to that because of the privacy controls that we put in place. But now, you know, you look at things like Workday Today, which is the new homepage experience that you land on when you're a customer and user and you, and you drop into Workday and it's beautiful. It tells you what you need to do right now. It knows with these you know beautiful cards, it knows what you should be doing at that time of the month. And so I do believe it's possible to do and with the power of data. And then where would
0: you say Workday is in the experience design journey now, Pete? Like where are we at?
1: So I love going back to the founding story of Workday with Dave and Anil and the Truckee Diner. And uh, I can imagine being like, if I could just be there and listen in on that conversation, I know that Anil and probably Dave were talking about the fact that they wanted to deliver a different type of experience to enterprise users. And that was part of what Workday was for many years, right? It was no longer the green screen form-based systems. It was a better user experience. And over the course of 15 years now at Workday, we have reinvented the user experience multiple times. Um, I love to go back and see some of the pictures of our Flash-based interface uh, (laughs) that we had at one point. We also, by the way, had the guts to go and say, that's not going to work anymore and let's reinvent. And what we've just done recently, like I talked about with things like Workday Today, and I think the key is recognizing that we can't sit back and rest and we have to constantly change, update the software and make it cutting edge from a user experience standpoint. And uh, that's what our customers expect. Yes, because consumers
0: and users are always evolving in their expectations and uh-huh. their intelligence with how they
1: use various tools, right? That's exactly right. And, you know, we touched on it a couple of times already about the different personas. The frontline worker has a very different expectation of what they want to get out of workday than the FP&A analyst. Very, very different personas. And those have changed throughout the years, both of them in different ways. So Jeff, it sounds like you have a big but exciting job ahead of you. What are the
0: founding principles of your vision for where experience design needs to head?
2: Yeah, it is. Sometimes feels a little overwhelming uh, if I'm being... Completely honest, but it's that excitement at the same time. And the incredible support that the team has from Pete, from Neil, Cheyenne, everybody coming together to bring these different experiences to life is really important. And it does take a village. It's not going to happen just with me or with the design team. It takes all of us working together to be able to build great software. So, in the near term, we're really thinking about an initiative that we call Workday Engage. And that's really about two specific areas. One, Just fixing the top tasks that we know these different types of users are trying to do every day. Some of the ones that you think should be very simple. You mentioned a couple like requesting time off or entering an expense. Uh, have actually become quite hard and none of us really enjoy doing them. It's not like we wake up in the morning and be like, I can't wait to Ask for time off but some of those things especially for some of our larger accounts those happen if not just hundreds of times a day thousands of times a day and so we need to make sure that those top tasks are the most usable the most simple and we can enable all of those employees across different companies around the world to be able to complete them at the same time we really have to think about how we bring the different capabilities together across our suite of products in a much more simplistic and cohesive way. So as you think about using your computer or your phone and you go in and out of apps, you still know how to navigate around, how to search, maybe how to use your voice to get what you need out of the experience. We need to bring those things more closely together and more cohesive, whether that's across navigation, assistant, our today page, as Pete had mentioned earlier, into something that you don't have to learn it every time you come back to use different parts of our software. And so those two areas coming together are probably our most important work really nail the basics, make sure those tasks are super usable, make sure that we bring the cohesion across the suite in a way that then it feels more natural as you're moving between those. And so we are hyper-focused on that work right now and working across multiple groups to be able to do that. It's not easy, but I'm thrilled to see the team so excited about being able to deliver these kinds of experiences for customers. Beyond that, one of the other key initiatives that we have, we call Workday Everywhere. And as Pete mentioned, we know that not all users need to come to Workday every day to complete those types of tasks. Some spend hours and hours deeply in our software and others spend a lot of time in Slack or Microsoft Teams or some other collaboration and productivity software. And so it's really critical that we meet them where they are at and bring those tasks to them in a very natural way. You know, as a manager, you might get that notification that somebody requested time off. And you shouldn't have to think, okay, I need to go to Workday, I need to log in, I need to think about where I find that, you should just be able to complete that right there. And so as we think about bringing Workday everywhere to people in the spaces that they are spending their time in their day, it's really critical that we're able to distribute those tasks and meet them right where they're at.
0: Wow, that that's really exciting. But Pete, looking even further down
1: the road, what are you excited about? I think... Uh, everything that Jeff just talked about are things that we are working on now and they're super important. But I actually think, and Jeff and I have talked about this, about what's the future look like, especially for some of the personas that we say we want them to be doing the high value tasks inside Workday and not the low value tasks. So can we automate things? Can we get things out of the way for them? So we were talking to Terrence who heads up financial management for us the other day. And he was saying, you know, at the end of a quarter, when there's anomalies that they see as they're closing the books, why do we have a human going in there and approving each one of those things at all? Could we just package those things up, check them versus the, you know, what's happened in the past and say, nope, these are fine and and move on. The, and then allow that person to go do the more important work.
2: That's right. That's
1: what we can do with ML and AI.
2: And the next thing you know, the experience becomes almost invisible. And so, because we broaden our approach to thinking about all these different types of experiences, in some cases we want to remove even more of it. So as Pete's describing, I shouldn't have to go do all those repetitive 10 tasks. I should just get to the place where I'm literally seeing the outcome of that, being able to make better, smarter decisions and help move my business forward faster.
0: And what I love about that is that's thinking about experience in a really big picture way. It's not what I click or what I press on the screen. It's the overall experience. That's right. With Workday.
1: Well, this is a great conversation and I'm so thrilled to have Jeff on board and there's really a re- re-energization uh, there's there's more energy we're back to having more energy <laughs> yep. to go and really deliver the best design experience to our users and so I'm really excited about that you know a couple of things though as I as I think about this and if I'm if I'm a customer and I'm thinking about what type of enterprise software do I want to deploy Give my users, etc. Today, I would think about this trend in enterprise where they think about I'm going to have one enterprise portal where everyone's going to go into, and it's going to be kind of this commodity portal. I'm here's certain workflows, and I'm done. I strongly disagree with that philosophy. And if I'm a if I'm a customer, I, w- I would really think that through quite a bit because everything that we just talked about is about being personal to the persona, to the user, making sure we understand them. And by the way. Even within a persona, people are different and they do different things. And you can do that when you have access to the data. You can't do that through a wrapper. That's one. And last thing that I would say is with Workday and as we've grown and as we've expanded from human capital management software to financial management software, to spend, to analytics, to planning, and whatever's next, we have kept the experience consistent. Consistent across all of those different applications When they're inside Workday, they know what they're doing, they know where they are, and that includes acquisitions that we make as well. And we put in the hard work to make that actually work. So those are things I'd think about if I was a customer today.
0: Jeff, one little curveball question. (laughs) At Workday, we have a tradition of sharing a fun fact when we're a new employee. You probably shared your fun fact before, but is there a fun fact you'd like to share with our listeners?
2: Maybe you've heard this before when I'm not working. I I love to spend time outside outdoors. I grew up in Southern California, but I love anything that I can stand sideways on. I love boarding, wakeboarding, wake surfing, surfing, snowboarding, skateboarding. It's kind of just in my blood. And for me, one of the things that helps me recharge where I feel my most well, mm-hmm. it's being in the outdoors and doing those type of activities. And so I feel very fortunate that I've been able to find those times, especially through this last year and a half, when right. it's been really tough for a lot of people, really challenging to... To have that as my escape, uh, my meditation, and I just encourage our teams to to find the same. Right? Sometimes it's reading a great book. Other times it may be another type of activity. I know Pete's a big skier, uh, enjoys doing that with his family. But just finding that time for yourself, uh, yeah. for your your friends, your loved ones, to be able to be in a place where you're you're caring for yourself, yeah. uh, is incredibly important.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today, gentlemen. If you'd like to hear more workday podcasts, please subscribe.